Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited for today's episode because we are chatting with the Rachel Peterson, aka Queen of Social Media. So, Rachel, tell everyone, <laughs> hey, say what's up. Hey guys. Hi everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. And Rachel, literally, this is so funny because my like seventh episode of my podcast at the very beginning, someone asked me like, who are the people you look up to? And literally I said like another photographer and then I said you. So the fact that we are on this podcast interview, just it means a lot. Goosebumps. Oh my goodness. That's crazy cool. That's really cool. So thank you. I just appreciate your time. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Okay. So let's just get to the good stuff. Cause I said, you are the social media queen. Um, Mm -hmm. and this podcast, honestly, like I'd say 90% of the people listening are photographers. So um, I wanted to ask you, like, how has your social media journey been and what have you learned from it? Just kind of like, tell me about it. Kind of just dive into it. Ooh, okay. It was actually, it started about um, (laughs) 10, 11 years ago when I was a single mom. And the first time that I fell in love with social media, besides like MySpace and AIM and all that, was when I started, okay, I'm going to just be super transparent because I was very different back then. Uh Um, So I would sit down with a mason jar of wine every single night and just (laughs) drink it and watch trashy reality TV show. That part hasn't changed. I still like trashy reality TV, just being honest. Obviously, yeah. Right? Um, And I would tweet at the people who were in the show. And I was like, it would be Bachelor Stars, or I'd watch like the, there was this old show called The Colony that was a reality show, mm-hmm. and I'd tweet at the stars, and sometimes they would tweet back, and I was like, "What is happening? I'm sitting here, literally a single mom on welfare and food stamps, and I'm tweeting with this guy on The Bachelor. Like it was <laughs> so cool, and yeah. so." Then I actually connected with one of the producers of The Bachelor. Do you watch The Bachelor? Yes, obviously. Huge fan. Okay, so do you remember? I think it was Emily's season where they talked about the producer that had an affair with Ari. Yes. Yep. Yep. So that yep. Producer and I became friends. No way. And so we stayed in touch. Yeah. She worked for ba- the bachelor. I think she might still for a long time. And we built an email friendship and stayed in touch. And her and I were always like, she was kind of like, I'll see if I can put in a good word for you for the bachelor. And back then I was like, yes, absolutely. I want to be Emily Maynard 2.0. <laughs> Um, But for me, I I realized it was a portal into a different possibility, a different world, one that I had never experienced. And to me, that was really, really exciting because I'd only ever watched those people on TV. And then all of a sudden I was talking to them. Wow, that's so cool. So what are some of the things that like just in general you've learned from using social media so often like I'm sure you use it like every single day what are some of the like little lessons or little tidbits of knowledge that you've learned from just using it can I share big and small so for example let me see those nails (laughs) I know people won't be able to see them on the podcast but I am obsessed (laughs) with those nails thank Um, you they are gorgeous, but especially one key thing, they're especially gorgeous on video and photo. Mm-hmm. And so normally this is, um, I like rushed home from a flight last night and never got my nails done. I was really sad. Um, but like things like having talking points in your videos or photos, it, those things are really helpful. So like great nails, um, a cool lip color. I know that doesn't mm-hmm. help the guys watching, um, Who cares? Cool colored, um, <laughs> like 
in all your all your gear, get the one that matches your aesthetic so that right. you can show it and people are like, oh, that's so cool because it's so you. Mm-hmm. Um, books behind you, mine are normally like rainbow color, but I haven't organized these ones yet. Um, all of those things, they, they make a small difference that adds up because it adds layers of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, those are like the small, silly things that don't move the needle, but just kind of like they're little tricks that help um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, those are some of the small things. Some of the big things are things like focusing on your copy. So a lot of people think like copy is just captions or emails, but copy can also be the words that you say. And if you plan just the first line of each piece of content out, you're going to have the best response possible. So mm-hmm. you pull people in, hook them in with that first line, and then blow their minds with the value that you bring. Um, that's another big thing. When you don't hold anything back, suddenly people are like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. They're delivering all of this to me for free. And I can trust them because their cards are on the table versus some marketers are like, hold things back, hold things back. No, feel free to deliver for free anytime you want in a leveraged manner and your business will absolutely explode. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about those little like uh, hook things like that you're Mm -hmm. talking about. What are some examples of like hooks within your copy that you use that you find work really well? Ooh, I'll share a couple that I'm like working on right now. Okay. Um, one is our, uh, if you're a social media manager and you never have enough time, this video is going to change your life. But it has to be true. So you have to back up whatever it is you say. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also say a day in the life as a social media manager who's also a mom of three. Um, so you find ways to just pull people in. It's almost like a trailer. It's almost like... Um, the headline on BuzzFeed. And I actually spend a lot of time studying the headlines on BuzzFeed, Nikki Swift, TMZ, and actually even Crazy Days and Nights Mm because I learned so much about what takes off there. Mm -hmm. But you can literally take something from a different industry and model it for yours without it seeming even close to similar. Right. And I think that's what's important about like standing out in your niche too, is like taking something no one's done and Mm -hmm. then creating like this interesting piece to make you stand out. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I I will say it's really, it's easy too when you look up people in a different industry altogether, and then you take inspiration from that and apply it to your industry. That's where the really cool stuff comes in. So lately I've been getting books on like architecture and fashion and yeah, like really weird books. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, take the lessons I'm learning from those books. I'm looking at my like stack of architecture books they just got. And then I apply it to exactly what I do. And suddenly people are like, whoa, I never thought I could learn that from, you know, the framework of a building, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have to go outside of your niche in order to succeed within your niche. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. So I wanted to talk to you about Instagram as well. I feel like Instagram literally is like, the hot topic. Like everyone is trying to grow on Instagram. So I wanted to ask you like right now, what are some of like the best ways that you're finding growth on Instagram? Can I be super transparent here? Mm-hmm. I have not grown on Instagram in a while. Okay. <laughs> so, so I actually just want to be super like honest about that. Instagram and I have like a high school, college, volatile relationship. We break up every so often. I take breaks. Mm -hmm. We were on a break. Um, (laughs) Like straight up, I just 
straight, I will just disappear from Instagram for a while and only share stories. Um, what's, what's interesting is that's not what I recommend, but I just have always had this rocky relationship with Instagram that goes back to one really weird experience with building my platform. We can talk about it if we want, but we can also plow right through. Um, and so what's, what's really interesting is in order to get ahead on Instagram, you actually want to study what's currently working on TikTok because Instagram reels, every video now is a reel. And this is a big change that just came out in the last week. So any video you post is going to be categorized as a reel, which I think is really smart for on the reels or on Instagram's um, behalf. However, it means that now more than ever, short form video where they're focusing their attention is going to be dictated by what's working on TikTok and YouTube Shorts. They're going to be looking to those platforms. So if you study the viral videos on your For You page on TikTok, you'll start to see, okay, I can do this on Instagram and I'll be ahead by a few weeks or months. Right. So basically start on TikTok and go over to Instagram. <laughs> and if you're not on TikTok, what are you doing? I'm not jaded at all about it. No, I'm just kidding. But honestly, like that makes all the difference. Um, one other thing that's important to keep in mind, and this is such a mind mess, um, when you post regularly on Instagram, each time you post, you'll lose followers. And that messes with your mind because that's what you see. And you're like, I posted this and I lost 100 followers. Are you kidding me? But it's what happens over the next couple of weeks and even months with reels that makes a difference. So just keep being consistent with reel-based or video-based content on Instagram and it will work. We're getting back into it. My team's on it literally as of yesterday. So okay. they're helping with that one. Okay. <laughs> Love that. So you mentioned TikTok. Let's talk about TikTok then, because if you're, the, if you're the queen of any social media, it is TikTok. Like, let's be real. So what are your strategies and ways to grow on TikTok? Yes, I love this. So this will also apply to IG Reels, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, okay, with TikTok, the faster you try to whip out videos, um, I like to call that like lazy content. And you know what? I like that too. Sometimes it's really nice. Like yeah. the other day we were flying somewhere and while we were sitting on the plane, I had great Wi-Fi. So I pumped out 10 videos and posted them all while you can see the airplane window. And I was like, that is totally fine for like filler content. And if it takes off, bonus. But usually that's not the content that takes off. It's usually the content that I s slow down, create original content for, and sit and take the time to write out the major bullet points and the hook and really spend some time researching and crafting the caption. That's where content really, really crushes it. But okay. those take more time. So I recommend a good balance of filler content that's lazy marketing and is fun and keeps things going. And then an occasional original audio piece of content. Okay. And so with the original audio content, what is that process? So you said like the, what did you say? The intro, the hook and the caption, like what are some of the strategies when you're like making yeah. each of those things? Like how does it work? Yes. So th there are three major parts to a TikTok while you're filming. And that is the hook, which is like the headline or the intro. It's the thing that pulls people in. The second part is the value. And you want that to so I have mega ADHD, so this process is easy for me. You want to basically like interrupt it every couple seconds with a new angle or a new topic or a new um, an attention reset. And you can do that by being like, side note, aren't my new nails great? These ones I wouldn't do that for. Um, you know, like side yeah. note, look at these 
aren't these great? And then you go okay. back to what you're doing. You want to actually keep people engaged by continually resetting focus. And you do that while you're sharing value. And then you get to the third and final part, which is the CTA, the call to action. And a call to action can be really simple and chill. Um, some people take it really far and they're like, subscribe to my channel, uh, follow me, like this video, leave three comments and take your best friend. And we're already gone, right? So a simple CTA can just be follow for more. Okay. Wow. Honestly, it's so funny that you're talking about this whole strategy of making TikToks. I've never even thought about that. Like, and like, I like use TikTok all the time, but as a user, I don't even notice that those are the videos that are interesting to me. I've thought about, you know, like the hooks, like that's something I kind of noticed, but the rest of it, like, especially the thing where you like attention grab in the middle, that's literally genius. Well, thanks. I do that naturally. And then people started kind of pointing it out and asking about it. And I was like, we got to turn this into a framework because the things, and I'm willing to bet this is true for you too, the things that are in our giftings we do naturally, that doesn't mean it comes naturally to everyone else. And so sometimes we have to like step back and be like, wait, why did this perform so well? Oh yeah. All of these things added up, you know? Right. Right. So with, with your content creation, then how do you balance literally creating all of it? Like, do you plan everything out? Like what does your drafts look like? Like, I'm just interested. We should actually just peek and see because at any given time, it's a little crazy. Okay. Let's check my drafts. I know we have a ton. So I have like lazy content pieces for when I'm just tired or sick or exhausted. I have 535 drafts. Shut up. So (laughs) they're just there in case I need them. Um, which is awesome. <laughs> I am dying. I think my drafts is like 20 at the most. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I do. Anytime my hair and makeup look amazing or I like my nails or if I had just organized this, I'm going to record like 20 videos while I'm waiting for the family to get ready. Mm-hmm. And I just draft them all and I'm like, I don't even have to know what I'm going to use them for. I'll just save those for filler, easy, lazy content for later. And usually the best idea comes not when I'm filming, but like I'll be laying in bed and I'll be like, after a bunch of Cheez-Its, all of a sudden the best ideas come and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to make this one about this. And then I do it and it does well. Um, (laughs) And then for the intentional ones, I slow down and I have it on my priority list each day to try to do an intentional video with original audio each day for myself. And then I have one client that licenses my face. So I try to do one for me and one for them each day. That's original audio that gives tons of value, but that does take a little more time. Okay. Yep. So are you, okay. So (laughs) (laughs) me processing everything that you're telling me. Um, (laughs) When you are creating content, how do you then like monetize it? Cause you know, it, we can all put 20 hours into TikTok a week, but like, how do you turn that from a TikTok presence to, Oh, I'm making money from TikTok. Yep. The big thing is, Oh, I'm going to have to just draw this real fast. Sorry. I'm pretty visual but also really nerdy so we're just gonna go with it today we love a visual yay okay (laughs) so this is true with tiktok 
any platform, but we'll focus on a couple that have short form videos. So YouTube Shorts, IG Reels, TikTok. We could also put Facebook since they're kind of going into that game. Okay. Um, most people think like, how does how do I get people to either pay me, buy my products, etc. But you actually need to map out the ways that you're going to make money. So what are the areas that I can monetize? Is it strategy calls? Is it packages? Is it passive products? Is it affiliate income? And so before I create anything, I make sure that I'm clear. Um, do I have these planned out? And if the answer is yes, okay, cool. Now we need a bridge. <laughs> so the bridge is where the magic actually occurs. And that usually comes from the link in bio. Sometimes I'll direct people straight to my YouTube or to one of my Facebook groups, but this is free value. And I don't care what anyone says, the more free value I give willingly in a leveraged fashion, keywords there, uh, willingly with an open palm, the more these fuel these. As long as I'm not expecting anything from the free value I'm giving. So, okay. in fact, we've hosted entire events where there were 700 people on live. And I said to my team before the event, I don't want to know how many sales we got for a few days because I want to focus on two key things. Number one, did we serve people through this bridge event? And number two, did we have fun? And that sounds really cheesy, but it's true. Right. And then I just do one thing to check um, after the this event, whether it's a free training, free masterclass, free bundle. I say, did we get at least one sale? And if we did, okay, cool. Now I'm not going to check for a few more days. Right. And that right there is the big game changer. Even though people say, don't give everything away for free. I disagree, except for your time. Your time is crucial. So you got to protect your time, especially one-on-one. -on -one. Right, right. Yeah, that actually makes a ton of sense. And I, I think it's important to, when you're doing like free stuff, mm -hmm. like you said, to not expect anything. Because I think people can tell like when you're creating something for free, but you have like an ulterior motive almost. Yes. Like people yes. can feel that. It's like an ick, you know? Yes. You know what's so weird? So... I can't find it. I can only find books when they're color coded. Um, <laughs> there's a book that I have. I learned about it years ago. It's called The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukoff. And it's all about intention and how intention seeps into everything that you do. Mm -hmm. But it explains that. Like if you have strings attached, if you're trying to get something from someone, you do feel it. Like it's clear. The intention's right. just different. Yeah, no. Absolutely. And I love that yes. three step thing that you literally just made out of nowhere. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the three steps of you start on social media and then you bridge with yes. free content to your offerings and the ways you can make money. I, that is literally brilliant. And honestly, I'm giving you an applause. No one can see it, but Thank we you. love it. Thank you. Of course. Okay. <laughs> so our time is almost up, but I wanted to ask like, if there is one like mic drop thing like just one thing that you're like you know what I'm just gonna leave it here mm -hmm. what is it learn how to speak in sound bites this is a game changer I first learned about this concept from my friend Annie Grace she's amazing and she 
mentioned it to me and she said, you're really good at speaking in sound bites. I was like, I don't know what that means, but thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that's a good thing. Um, so sound bites are essentially, you know, when you watch trashy reality TV shows and someone says something and you're like, oh, and then you like tweet it immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff that people want to share. My friend Eileen Wilder shared that it's like tweetable repeatables or quotables. Um, mm-hmm. And I love those names for it. So if you start taking your concepts and then spending some time on it and boiling them down into one sentence lines, it is a game changer. And suddenly people start tweeting everything that you're sharing from your talk or your speech. And you only need to have a couple down in order to sound like an absolute genius. And the two that matter the most are what you say in the beginning and what you say in the end, especially of speeches and videos. So get down your sound bites and you will take off faster than you would even believe. Wow. Literally, you just gave us like a one plus one equals two equation for growing. That was amazing. (laughs) So fun. So fun. Awesome. Well, tell everyone where they can find and follow you on all of your platforms. You've got a lot of them. Um, (laughs) um the easiest place to find me is my website rachelpeterson.com it's all e's and a d in my last name but that is connected to all of my social media platforms so you can find them all there and i'm at the mrs peterson on all social media lovely awesome well rachel thank Thank you you again for coming on today's episode this is literally the best 20 minutes ever i loved it thank you for having me this is actually really fun you asked really good questions so i'm excited to be here thank you Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher If I take, I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop, I